Welcome to the More Than Anxiety podcast. I'm Megan DeVito, and I am the life coach for stressed out and anxious women living with anxiety who want more out of life. I'm here to help you create a life you love to live where anxiety isn't holding you back. Get ready for a lighthearted approach to managing anxiety through actionable steps, a lot of truth talk, and inspiration to take action so you walk away feeling confident in your ability to have more of what you want without anxiety holding you back. Let's do this. Welcome to episode 33. I'm Megan, and I am so glad that you're here today. I'm recording this episode just after getting home from spring break last week, where I was with my family. I started thinking that I've spent a year's worth of weeks in Destin or on 30A, so being there always feels kind of like home to me, but it's also so nice to get back to my real home and into a normal routine. I love to travel and I love to have fun, but I also live and die by my routines. And yes, even on vacation, last week was no exception because I know what helps me feel good. I know what it's like to feel like crap. So from what I eat or drink to sticking to a sort of normal schedule, that's usually my plan. And I did a pretty good job last week and I'm still ready to have my space back and to get back into my regular day. And I'm excited to be creating this episode for you so that you can understand more about the power of routines when you're learning to let anxiety fade into the background of your life, because it's a really big deal. If you don't have a routine, you might already have your arms up thinking that's really restrictive and I don't want to be stuck to a routine on vacation. I promise you it's not like that at all. It just opens you up to feel better and to actually have time to do the things that you want. And I'm not talking about no flexibility because nobody wants to live like that. I am going to tell you about how important it is to create that routine, to create plans so that you can take care of yourself and feel less anxious and have a lot more fun. This is a big deal. So let's just go ahead and get started. If you don't have routines and you're flying by the seat of your pants all the time, reacting to every feeling of anxiety during the day, it's building up in your body. So you might wake up feeling anxious, maybe eat breakfast or just down some coffee and you rush to get around and you kind of dodge your day as much as you can, feeling anxious here and there, or maybe all day long. And by the time you get ready for bed, when you get a chance to get to bed, maybe you sleep or maybe you toss and turn and then you wake up and you repeat it the next day. The more you go through your day like that, the more that you're scrambling and constantly having to think and fight off the next stressor that comes through, the more that you're actually increasing anxiety during the day, even if you're navigating it pretty well. Let me explain what I mean. The more you react and the more you have to navigate obstacles, the more you have to think on the fly, which raises your cortisol levels. This is just a stress response. If you wake up and you don't have a morning routine, for let's say what you're going to eat for breakfast. If you're not eating foods in the morning that nourish you or that give you energy or that fill you up, you might grab something quick on your way out the door or, you know, go grab a donut. You're starting from behind. Your body doesn't function well on those kinds of foods. You don't think your best. You get that sugar high and you run out of energy before too long. So there's a step backwards. If you don't take time in the morning to take care of your body, this might be exercising. This might be just centering yourself with meditation. This might be taking time just to breathe 
or to make a list for what it is that's important to you for the day. Or what is a huge important step in your morning is thinking of three things that you're grateful for before you ever even get out the door. If you're not setting that foundation and putting your brain into a space where, okay, this is what I do in the morning. This is where I'm focused. This is how I take the tension out of my body and get myself ready to go. You're taking another step from behind. If you're hungry during the day, or if you didn't sleep well the night before, you overcompensate with coffee. I love coffee and trust me, I drink a ton of it, but it can make you jittery. And if you are sensitive to feeling jittery and you've had too much, it can cause those feelings of anxiousness to be doubled and it can put you on high alert, especially if you're freaking out about how your body feels. So if you're not eating and you're not sleeping and you're not moving and you're just living off coffee and stress, of course you feel miserable. So then you get through the rest of your day You finally go to bed at night where you're pumped full of cortisol from the stress. Maybe you fall asleep or maybe you wake up during the middle of the night and the next morning is a 50-50 shot again because you don't have that set routine. So whether you work at home or whether you work in an office, the more that you stress, the more that your cortisol levels go up, which causes your body to feel more anxious. That cortisol that goes through your system every time you hit a stress factor just makes your body get full of the adrenaline and the cortisol and all of those things. The stress causes the cortisol to rise. The cortisol is what makes you have those anxious symptoms in your body. So it might be muscle weakness. It might be tension. It might be nausea. It might be feeling like you have to run to the bathroom. It might feel like you can't catch your breath. All of those symptoms come from cortisol. It's a really natural response to stress because stress back in the caveman days meant danger. When you feel the anxiety and stress start coming up, the thoughts start coming in. And the thoughts are just to help you figure out what to do about how you feel. The part that's really difficult is that when you're stressed out or you're anxious, you can't think clearly. So all of those things that we didn't plan for, all of those things that are definitely going to drop in, even on a good day for the person with the best laid plans, those cause you like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, I can't think. Stress makes you not think, which makes you more stressed because you have to accomplish something. So as you think about why your body starts to feel anxious and why you start to problem solve or to avoid the things that are making you feel anxious, maybe you try to fix the things that are causing you to feel anxious so that you don't do the normal things that need to be done out of fear of feeling anxious. I'm supposed to give this report at work, but it's making me really anxious, so I think I'm going to pass it off to someone else. I'm supposed to take my kid to the doctor, but it makes me feel really anxious, so I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to call and just talk to the nurse on the phone. You start avoiding these things that you need to do, and that cycle can repeat itself because it feels temporarily good not to feel anxious and we create these habits. These habits are just coping mechanisms that you sort of instinctively fall into. Some of these might look like researching. So when you feel like something is wrong and you say, I need to find a solution, my brain is trying to come up with all of these thoughts about what will fix it or what will make it better. So you start researching and your brain finds everything that you don't wanna see And you see those things because you were actually looking to find them instead of the good news about feeling better. 
Let me give you an example of this. If there is someone I'm working with who has health anxiety, and let's say that they have a sore throat and they're fearful about what's wrong with their throat, and they get on there and they don't want to see the scary diagnoses. So they start to research, why do I have a sore throat? And it in, it's immediately going to go to all the scariest things, which is exactly what your brain was looking for because you don't want to have that. So if you're researching what are the statistics of blah, 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 whatever it is that you're researching, your brain's going to find what you're not looking for. That's a coping mechanism because your brain is trying to feel safe and trying to feel better. But when your body feels anxious and stressed out and you're trying to solve for that problem without being able to think clearly, research might seem like a good idea and it will give you a quick reprieve, but it's also going to make it worse. That's one coping mechanism. Another could be that you just hyper-focus on the thoughts because they're really loud and they feel real. The anxiety is really overwhelming and there's noise and lights and your body's involved. So you just hyper-focus on the thoughts and you start believing those thoughts and you get more stressed out because you don't have a plan how to back out of them. You don't have a routine. You don't have a process. You might avoid what makes you feel anxious, like I just talked about a minute ago. You don't go to the doctor's office. You don't give the presentation. There's a part of you that knows that you're safe, but because there's so much other stuff going on in your day and it's difficult to get back to what it is that you need to do, it's an easy out. Or you might just throw spaghetti against the wall and hope that you have a good day. You might get something accomplished. You might get sleep at night. And maybe you have a day that really runs really well for you. And that's great. But is it going to be the same the next day? If you can create that predictability by having a routine, you're setting yourself up for more good days than bad days. And that is a big deal, especially when you feel anxious and stressed out and you are looking for ways to have more good days with less stress. None of this has to be a problem. Your brain knows the paths and it knows the routines, and they've served you really, really well up until this point. You are still alive. You're still going to work. You're still taking care of your family. You're still taking care of your dogs. You're still hanging out with your friends, hopefully, even though it just feels awful and like something is really wrong. You have to remember that nothing is actually wrong. You're just in familiar territory. Your brain is doing what it's best. It is creating habits. Are you following me here? Your brain loves habits. Your brain actually loves routines. And until you choose the routine, until you create the routine, you're going to fall back into the routines that you've used for so long because they've worked for you in a really bad kind of way. Instead, we're going to create purposeful routines and useful habits that will lower your anxiety and help you get a lot more stuff done and have more time to do everything you want to do. Because your brain runs on a loop that it learned with you were very young, and that loop grows as you learn new ways to live, we just need to adjust the loop. The things you've done so far have kept you alive, and they've kept you anxious and stressed out. I'm going to help you replace your old habits with new routines that can help you get the predictability that your brain loves and help you deal with anxiety when you feel it. And remember, everyone does. It's very normal. I'm going to help you keep your body calm so that your brain can calm down too, and those routines can become habits. We're going to create replacement habits, not breaking habits. Habits are super easy to come by because of the way your brain is structured. This is why it's so easy to pick up bad habits. Bad habits have that quick fix, that temporary thing. It's sort of like it's easy to start smoking and it's hard to quit. Quitting smoking 
if we said, okay, let's go cold turkey, we're not going to do that, a lot of people would fail with that. But to make it slightly easier for your brain is we create a replacement habit. And a replacement habit just gives your brain something else to do. Maybe you quit smoking and every time you want to smoke a cigarette, you eat a mint instead. Or you get up and you do 10 jumping jacks. I'm not sure if that would be the best replacement habit, but it's a possibility. It could be. Um, instead of doing the, instead of smoking the cigarette, I'm going to go out and I'm going to walk around the block. Or I'm going to chew a piece of gum. Or I'm going to snap this rubber band on my wrist. Replacement habits just give you something else to do other than the compulsive thing that your brain wants to do. Creating routines can include everything from what you do in the morning to what you eat to how you get ready for bed at night. This is a really holistic approach that I like to take because even though anxiety can become a really bad habit and it is a biological response, there are lots of things that can help you change the responses and change the feeling in your body. So I'm going to give you an example of what my routine is. This is my whole day routine. I wake up at about 5.15 when my alarm goes off. I don't like necessarily getting up at 5.15, but I've started to realize that I do like to get up at 5.15. It's quiet and I feel better once I'm up and moving during the day when I get up at that time. That was not always true. Once I'm up at 5.15, the first thing I do is put on my workout clothes because if I don't, I will put it off and then I will regret it later on during the day. So I get up and I stumble my way into the bathroom and I put on a sports bra, which is the least comfortable thing to do in the morning. And I do it because once I'm up, once that's happened, it's game on. That doesn't mean I still want to work out though, because that's something that I have to force myself to do. But I do. I walk downstairs and I work out. I work out for about a half hour or 45 minutes. I come back up and I take a shower. And then I make my daughter's lunch and I pack her just about the same thing every day because she wants about the same thing every day. I finally get my two high school kids out the door. They go to school and I come down here into my office room where I'm talking right now and I meditate for 15 minutes. And I have to use guided meditation because my brain wanders. But I sit down and I practice meditating for 15 minutes and then I coach myself every day. I coach myself. And then I start working. And sometimes that looks like creating a podcast. And sometimes that is coaching clients. And sometimes that is connecting with people. And I work for a while. And I, some point during the day, I get dinner around and I figure out what I'm going to make for dinner. And I get through the rest of my day. Sometimes my daughter has practice. And I'm usually in bed by 10 o'clock at night. I've done a really good job of learning what foods make me feel good and give me energy. I've done a really great job of learning that I have to work out even though I don't love to work out. I just feel better when I do it. I've done a really good job of learning that I need to go to bed by 10 o'clock to be able to get up by 5.15. So I'm not tired and I'm not near as stressed out and anxious because I created these routines. But it's also important to know that I have a ton of leeway in my routine too because I like to go out to lunch with my friends. And I like to have my house clean, so I clean my house. And I do take my kids to appointments. And I do go to Target and make a Target run. Whatever I want to do after the non-negotiables are done, they're important for me to feel my best. Just like I did last week on spring break. I still got up. Not at the same time. I slept in a little bit. But I still got up and I still took a walk every day. I still made sure that I was eating at least one or two meals during the day that I knew were going to make me feel good, that I wasn't going to feel yucky and bloated. 
I still made sure I went to bed early because that is what I know helps me feel my best. If you are a person to, who is sensitive to having things feeling off kilter, especially if, especially if you're on vacation, this is super important. It creates the security and the familiarity that you have at home so that you can have fun and feel good when you're out of town or when things go haywire. When all of a sudden there's a snow day or something happens like that and your kids are home and you're trying to still have a normal routine day, if you have your routine and you can keep yourself on track, when the curveball comes in, you've still got something to fall back on. But flexibility is also key. You don't want rigidity. You want to be able to do what feels fun and what feels good and to do the things that you want to do without feeling anxious. And this is why those routines are so powerful. So when I work with clients and I help them create those routines, I help them get set up for what it is they want to do. But we also really, really work on managing anxiety inside your body and inside your day so that you have a handle on it. The routines are a huge benefit, but there's more to this. You have to recognize what is going on so that you know when you're getting better and when you need a little extra attention. Anxiety is just really a call for you to pay attention to what your body or what your brain needs. To do that, you have to let yourself feel anxious. And I know that kind of sucks, but you know the feeling really well. And since it's uncomfortable, you've spent a lot of time pushing it away. But I just want you to know the more you push it away, the stronger it's going to get. I will teach you how to let the feeling be there without being a problem. You'll notice all the things about that feeling of anxiety in your body, but you'll be able to tell me more about what it looks like or what it sounds like or feels like and where it moves through you than you ever thought possible. And I honestly love this part when I'm coaching someone because it's always so interesting to me to hear what your anxiety looks like versus what my anxiety looks like or what someone else's anxiety looks like. I've never, ever had two people describe it exactly the same way. It's like we have our own little pet monster inside of us to tame and we get to love on him. And yeah, I said love on him because you have to love on that anxious part of you. It is doing its best to love you. That feeling in your body is protecting you from all of the scary situations and the scary thoughts that your brain has about those situations and that your brain has about the way that you feel. It's keeping you on guard and all juiced up on hormones and in go mode because it is full of nothing but love for you and for your family and for your life. It's keeping you safe, so you have to listen to it. It's trying to help you. And when I say that, I don't mean listen to the anxious thoughts. Those thoughts are loud. Anxiety is super loud. But the love and the truth about what you actually fear and what you need is a whisper. And that whisper comes from a feeling inside your body, not from your brain. Coaching helps you find what you're really thinking about how you feel so that you can learn the truth. And when you know the truth, you can stop doing all of the checking and the researching and the over-responding. All those old habits and old routines that you've learned for so long that make you feel like you're in control are actually making you more anxious. You can just let go of those things. You can choose to do nothing except feel it and decide to refocus on the truth and also fall back into the new habits that you're creating so that you don't reinforce the anxious ones that you might be following now. The sooner you learn to catch yourself getting caught up in the thoughts about why you're anxious, Even when the things going on around you can feel really big and scary, and sometimes there are big, scary things going on around you, the sooner you can step in and be intentional, 
the sooner that you'll know that what you're feeling is normal and that you can handle whatever is coming your way. And remember, most of those things that you are thinking and afraid of never, ever happen. They're just scary thoughts and they are meant to keep you safe. I'll help you create habits that lower anxiety that you'll start using instead of the normal habits that you have now. You get to put your new habits into play. Habits like moving the anxious feeling through your body instead of letting them get stuck. Feeling the feeling of anxiety and breathing through the thoughts and redirecting yourself to what you need and want to do even when you're anxious so that you don't go down the rabbit hole, so that you Don't feel anxious as long and so that you're free to have more fun, get better sleep, and you start to feel really confident about who you are and what you can do. Or you can let the feelings be there and still know that maybe you're anxious right now, but that this isn't going to last forever. It's going to pass. And soon enough, you'll be back to what it is that feels good and you feel powerful and you start to relax. This is about recentering and recovering and moving from anxious to calm And it's really just part of life. It is so powerful and simple when you know that you're safe and you know exactly how to handle that not so fun feeling. We all have these feelings sometimes. So I'm going to leave you today letting you know that you are absolutely normal and that you can feel better and better all the time. I can help you with this through coaching and you can learn what that would be like and how to get started by scheduling a consultation call using the link in the show notes or by going to my website, which is megandevito.com forward slash work with me. So the consultation call gives you the opportunity to find different areas of your life where you might be feeling anxious to see how they're impacting your life, your work, your family, your friends, and you start imagining what you'd be doing and feeling if you weren't anxious or if anxiety wasn't messing up your plans. This call is an amazing first step towards feeling more calm and having a lot more fun and a lot more freedom. You're going to be so glad that you didn't wait any longer. Thanks for listening this week. And I'm looking forward to talking with you again next week, if not sooner. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the More Than Anxiety podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review so others can easily find this resource as well. And of course, when you're ready to explore coaching with me, jump to the show notes, click the link and schedule time for us to talk. See you soon.